call is now being recorded. Hey. Hey. So, um, Benjamin Franklin said, you know, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah, that sounds like Franklin. So it sounds like something he would say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's true. <laughs> early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy. What is it? Wealthy, healthy and wise. Wealthy? All right. Yeah. You, you, you think you think not? No, I don't. I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's that's my premise. I think that's wrong. I think that's that's false doctrine. Do you think it? Do you think it's antithetical? I mean, do you think it's like it goes against being healthy, wealthy, and wise? No, I think, think there needs to be. A, I think there needs to be a clause, and I think in the time of Benjamin Franklin, it was probably true, and for most people, it's probably true. But it's not true for everybody because I think it depends on your schedule. If you work graveyards, that doesn't apply to you. It's really more of a don't waste your night away and then waste your morning away by sleeping. Don't play all night and sleep all morning. But it really depends on your schedule and your routine. Right? So if I'm if I'm a single guy, let's suppose I'm a single guy, and I work from home, yeah. So I can set my own hours. Right. I don't see any. I don't see any difference of me waking up at four o'clock in the morning to you know meditate and exercise and take the day, or sleeping until noon and doing the same thing and staying up till midnight. Right. Well, and to and to yeah to. To further uh, support that, you know, when I was freelancing, a lot of times my creative spark would not happen until like 9 p.m. Yes. And I'd work until like 3. Yes. And now, I don't know, because technically that earned me money, so that, that accomplished my wealth, although I'm not wealthy, but I am, you know, I am I have sufficient for my needs. But I, did, I was a zombie the next day, probably because I had to get up like a normal person. Yeah, see, you weren't you weren't quite in this. I mean, I think I think it's actually sound advice for most people. Yeah, you know, if you have to go to school and you have a kind of a normalish eight to five job, then I think it's good advice. I think getting to bed early and getting up a little earlier to make sure you know you're ready for the day, I think is good advice. But I guess, but I think it's kind of antiquated. I think it's kind of an old thing. Yeah, I mean, it made, it made sense when everybody was a farmer. Right, right. Which which is, you know, actually, the farmers are still running the show because we got to do the daylight the daylight savings time, which makes everybody... savings time? Uh, it's the worst, and it's coming up. we got to spring forward pretty soon. I, I, I... The daylight savings time is nailed on a chalkboard to me. Yes. What, what just, blew my mind is that, like Arizona and is it Hawaii, there's two. I think there's another state. I know Arizona Nevada. Has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah they they're just like we're, we're not going to do it anymore. We've decided to forget it. That. I mean, that, that makes that them not doing it makes as little sense as us doing it in the first place. Like, if if someone can just opt out, then let's just kill the whole thing. The whole thing is so ridiculous. Yeah, and I really don't know why. Is it just because there just hasn't been enough commotion for anyone to just really care, or why are we still doing it? 
Yeah, like if we had a, a number a, a, enough signatures on a petition, we could we could get rid of daylight savings time. Let's do it. Maybe we can do it. Get on the, the ballot. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet enough people hate it that we could do it. Yeah. Because I, when I was little, it made sense to me because you know everyone's like, well, you know, it maximizes the daylight, you know. So so it for like the farmers and everything, uh, you know, you get more daylight out of the day, but you don't get any more daylight. There's no, we're not changing the sun. We're just yeah. changing the, the the time we all get up. And the farmers, I am not a farmer, but I would assume <laughs> that the farmers don't care what the clock says. I, yeah, I think that's their first. I think that's the first rule of farming: is throw the clock away. That's why you get a rooster. Yeah. You just you get up and the work needs to get done. And then you stand yeah, when the work needs to be done, you yeah, exactly. You work and well, then when it's done, you go to bed. Well, they're getting up at four a.m. anyway. You know, aren't they getting up at like you know sunrise? They're getting up at sunrise, no matter what the clock says, no matter how much daylight savings has happened or not. Well, and and farming for that matter has changed. You know, there's a farm behind my house here, and they have lights all over their tractors. They're out there at two o'clock in the morning sometimes. Oh, that's a great you point. Know, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't care what the clock says. <laughs> they're not. They're not getting up uh, uh, and you know putting on their straw hat, milking the cow by hand. Right, relying on the lantern the or something. Right. That's a good point too. I mean, if it is for the farmers, we've always just assumed. I guess I've always just assumed daylight savings was had to do with agriculture, but maybe there are other other factors. Well, that's what we were always taught in school. I mean, maybe we should ask a farmer and see what they maybe you know maybe we're totally off base, and the farmers uh, are it's crucial to their. Which I really doubt. I really I doubt. Got, I agree because, like you said, the graveyard shift. I mean, if you have a job that requires getting done when it's dark, then you go when it's dark. I mean, no no other uh, vocation or industry do we all line up for because their job requires a certain amount of daylight. Right. You know? And the daylight doesn't change. You know, the amount of daylight, if if your job is 100% dependent on the daylight, then yeah. I would just think you would just adjust your hours to match the daylight. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the sun's going to rise and set no matter what we do to the clock. Yeah, we could change it ahead five hours if we wanted. It's not going to change anything. The interesting thing about this is there's a, a statistic, I think, about, like, one of the leading causes of depression is whether the sun sets or rises while you're at work. Right. Something like that. I, I heard something about that. Like, if you go to work and it's light and then you come home and it's dark, it's going to make you more depressed than if you went to work in the sunlight and came home in the sunlight. Oh, and so I wonder... And and vice versa. If you went to work in the dark and came home in the daylight, I think you're also going to be. It affects your mood. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I. And I you know. Here, here we are talking about all these states that I guess I don't really know anything about. But I have heard that in Alaska they have a problem with depression and alcoholism because oh, yeah. of the long periods of no sunlight. Yeah, sunlight, the, sun, the human body needs a little vitamin D. It needs a little sunshine. I think it's just kind of in, innate. And so, yeah, places like Alaska where the sun, where the daylight is like two hours long. Uh, yeah. They, they got a problem with that. So what I'm, well, what I'm wondering is, what if uh, daylight savings started for the farmers, but actually is keeping everybody, you know, mentally and emotionally oh. stable oh. because oh, we're, we're, we're all conforming to the sunshine? 
And so we're going to have the uprooted daylight. Yeah. I was like, we're going to make a petition to get rid of daylight savings time, and then, you know, chaos is going to ensue. Yeah, everyone's going to turn into zombies and become depressed and rageful. We will be responsible for the zombie apocalypse. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. I mean, if it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> it's going to be in the history books, you know. Our, our great-grandchildren are going to read about how we signed petitions to get rid of daylight savings, which caused right. the zombie apocalypse. And now they're wondering why they're having school underground in a bunker. It's because of us. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating their, their dinner out of a tube. <laughs> they don't get any sunlight. This is terrible. <laughs> I know. Daylight, daylight savings is sounding pretty good at this point. <laughs> no, I think I think if we I think we should we won't, but I think we should start a petition. I think we should get it on the ballot. Is that how you get things on the ballot? Don't you don't you got to go around and get a bunch of signatures? We don't need like a lobbyist. Store? I think you just stand in front of a grocery store and you, you get enough people to sign a paper and they get on the ballot. That's what they're, that's what they're, I mean, that's what those people are collecting signatures to do to get things, like, I think voted so. for. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they have to show that, you know, enough people care about the issue to make right. it worth the ink to print it on the ballot, I think. Man, I see really. those people on the street. I can't, I honestly, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is a tangent, but I am so <laughs> done. I'm so done with uh, that, the clipboard person on the corner, and the survey. The survey, after everything, yeah. you know, when people, you, 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 buy, you buy food, you buy anything, and they hand you receipts. At the bottom of your receipt, there's a survey. If you fill it out, you get 20% of your next visit, and you're like, that's great. I'm going to throw this away, like, in two seconds. I'm not going to take that survey. <laughs> Or yeah. the email. After you buy anything online, there's an email that comes. Hey, how'd you like your service? Fill out the survey. Just a survey. Just inundated with survey after survey. And I used to feel bad. Like, oh, man, I, I should probably do this. But then I thought, no, I'm, I am done. I'm just out. No more surveys. I'm just Every time I see the word survey, I just delete it without even looking. Survey, delete. Yeah. It's, it's now, now is it just because there's too many, or do you feel like they're not? There's no value to them anymore. Or no, 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 no. The, the thing is, like, there is ample value to the survey, which is why we're being inundated. Because businesses, you know, businesses around the board table, somewhere, some bigwig business tycoon guy or woman says, uh, you know, we need to find out what the customers really think. We need to cut. We need to find out, you know, how the how the service was. We need to we need to get to the bottom of it. And the only way to do that is a survey. I know one wants to take a survey, so they incentivize the survey by saying, you know, 20% off or a free something-something if you take the survey. But it's total, you know, it's, it's nothing's required, nothing's demanded. It's them just pleading with their customer base to do this extra step. But I, my transaction is done. You have my money. I have my product. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, it's just too much. <laughs> well, and I don't even feel like I get because uh, that's where I thought you were going with this at the beginning. I feel like I used to do the surveys because I was going to get something, you know, yeah. the twenty percent off or the free, you know, milkshake or whatever. But now I don't yeah. feel like I even get that anymore. I feel like it's just take a survey. Tell it depends. I like I'll get my hair cut. It's called Great Clips. It's kind of like the supercuts of the Northwest. I, I never uh-huh. heard it until I got up here. But uh, and and every every time I get my Haircut. There's a 15% off my next visit on the bottom of the receipt if I take a survey uh, by like you know a month out or whatever. I don't know, but and every time I'm like, well, I you know the 15% off sounds good, but 
I just know I'm not going to take it. It's just... But you could get know. 15% off every single time if you did it. Well, the other factor with the haircut is I only cut my hair like once every month and a half. Uh-huh. Because I hate cutting my hair. <laughs> I hate getting my hair cut. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like having my hair cut. I, I like having had my hair cut. Yes. But I hate getting my hair cut. That's why I'm so glad that my wife does my hair. Yeah. We've talked about it. Well, you and I feel the same way. Yes. Yeah. But so the survey <laughs> comes, the, the survey requires, and I think this is part of the reason they do it, is to get the infrequent uh, hair cutter back in the chair. Uh, the, they they the say, G-Bot. like, yeah, so they're like, take the survey, and then by, you know, 30 days from now, your next haircut is 15% off. But I always exceed that time window. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. There's a 30-day time limit for your coupon, and you won't be back by then anyway. Right. And I hate the survey, so, you know, double win. Yeah, yeah. The only yeah. time I'm going to give feedback to a company is when they've done me wrong. Yeah, well, that, that's a sad thing. I, I have ordered a lot of stuff from Amazon, yeah, and I love I love Amazon, and they do a great job. And every time I order something, they ask me to rate it. Yeah, the rating. Yeah, I never do, and I never I, I just never respond to it. I just don't. But recently, I ordered something, and it's not actually not their fault. Do you know Amazon sells other people's stuff? Yeah, it's kind of like eBay. I bought something on Amazon, and it was shipped from someone else, and. Really, Amazon had nothing to do other than I think they just handled the money. Yeah, I got burned that way once. I bought a hat that came and it didn't look anything like the picture, and I wanted to complain, and they were like, "You got to talk to the seller." And I was like, "Really?" Yeah. So that's what I'm dealing with right now, and it was it's a it's expensive. It was a bed. I bought a bed. Ooh. And and uh, you know, like the frame, it's a trundle bed with the frame and headboard and everything, and uh, it's broken and it's the wrong part. Like one of the parts doesn't, basically the headboard and the footboard don't connect the same way. And so the rails that come with it, I can I can only use them on the headboard. I can't use them on the footboard. Anyway. Uh, it's like they changed the system and then gave you the mismatched pair. Yeah, so anyways, the long story is, yeah, now I'm ready to rate. The, the, you know, now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do your survey. Now I'm going to tell you how yeah, to do it. Yeah, you're it's all done. fired up. Get yeah. In my mind. But, but when I'm happy, I don't say a word, which is really sad, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, and that reminds me, too, of the app rating. The app rating is to pop up on my phone every day, I feel like. Yeah, hey, you like this? Every time I... Yeah, app. Yeah, every time I launch an app, how do you like this? You know, app. Rate it now. It's, and it's like... You can you can't say ne- I, I feel like there's a not a never. It's either like rate it or it's not, not now. It's, it's not now, not now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how about never? How about never asking me again? And maybe there's a setting I could toggle on. But I used to feel guilty about that one too. For some reason, in my mind, it was like my civic duty that I was shirking, and I was like, ah, I really should be rating these things. You know, I should be a but good see, customer. But see, that's clever for them to do the not now because I'll eventually they'll wear me down and I'll be like, okay, I'll rate this stupid thing or I'll do whatever you're saying to get rid of you. Yeah. So well, and that's I've a tr- clever I've tried toy. it. If you hit the rate button, then it takes you to, I don't know, iTunes or iMusic or whatever the app store. And then you got to sign in and, and then that's the juncture where I'm like, ah, never mind. I, I don't care how much. Like, oh. if it was like... 
If the rating thing popped up with the star selection right there, I could be like, yes. you just hit four stars, done. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's it. Yeah, and but you don't want to sign it. in and open up a new thing and follow this link and... And then write something quippy. You know, I just wanted to play Angry Birds or whatever it was, you know? I, I don't play Angry Birds, but, you know, I'm on my way into something. This is, this is yeah. real. These are real problems. These are real world problems right here. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, he didn't know about this stuff. He didn't know. Yeah, he had no idea. He was if dealing he knew, with, you know, the Constitution and things like that. Yeah, he had other, he had, he had Parisian women to seduce. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if he knew all the all the uh, surveys and apps and, and ratings and all the bombardment of, of media that we have today, he wouldn't have been so keen on getting up early, you know? No, he would have no. said, sleep he, in. Yeah, sleep in. You got a bunch of apps you're going to have to rate. Don't think yeah. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Go to bed when you want. Sleep in. Yeah. He invented the bifocals. He invented a lot of stuff. Yeah, he invented the, the oven or the stove. It's, some things you hear about, you're like, did that really need inventing? Like, that, <laughs> that just seems like a thing that would have just happened, no matter what. I, mean, I guess he was the first to do it. Yeah, someone had to come. But I didn't I didn't know that. He invented the oven huh? or stove. Uh, I, think, I can't remember which one. One of them is his. And everyone always says he invented electricity, but I, I that's not quite accurate. No, you don't think he invented it? No, he certainly didn't invent it. I don't even know if he really even discovered it. I mean, he was there. He got shocked. Uh, and it, here's the other thing. While well, we're complaining about Ben Franklin, and it's really not his fault. It's it's the it's the tradition, the oral tradition of of, of legend and, and myth and people. They say, you know, Ben Franklin flew his kite in a storm, and then he and he hung a key on the string, and, uh-huh. and that's how he discovered electricity. Well, I can't imagine it was like that. You know that he was like. If I send this kite up here and then I put a key on the on the string, then I'll be able to get lightning to strike it and I'll know. You know, I mean, it, it just it couldn't have happened like that. I I feel like if there really was a key on the string, which I don't even know if that's the case, but if there was a key on the string, it must have been by accident. Like it got tangled in the string, or well, don't like you think he, maybe the key was like a device back in the olden times to keep your string from tangling or something like it. Maybe it was just incidental that the key was there and that, uh, and then, and then by, you know, coincidence, the lightning struck the key or struck the, I don't know. He must've felt it too. That must've been painful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you may be right about the key. I have always just thought that I don't think he just walked out one day and thought, I'm going to put a key on a kite and do the flex here. I, I mean, I, there had to have been, Months and months, or days, or whatever, weeks of of studying this and planning this and figuring this out and messing with electricity. You know, I I, right. I don't think this was just like a a hunch and happenstance. I think I think this came after a lot of studying and figuring. Yeah, the research and I mean the scientific method and hypothesizing yeah. and testing. But so all we ever that, know is he stuck a kite in the wind and the key was on the kite and there was electricity. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that was kind of probably on the end of, you know, I, I don't think that was like, aha, there it is, electricity. But I think that was probably after, in quote, in quotes, he discovered electricity. I think that was probably after right. that point. Well, and, and, you know, then Edison and uh, the other guy, <laughs> he's got the cars. <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <Ford. laughs> and he makes cars. Yeah, he's he, 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 
But, I mean, those guys really discovered it. I mean, those guys figured it out and harnessed it and made it into something useful. Franklin, like, it's it's like he, it's like after the kite got zapped, dropped the mic, and he was like, that's it. I've done it. Electricity. <laughs> there it is, people. You're welcome, you know. But, I mean, that's as yeah. far as the history. It's as far as, like, what we're taught in school, that's what you're left to assume. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I really don't know what the three of those, their parts were in the whole thing. I mean, I know they were all involved in it, but I don't really know. Were they, well, I mean, they, were get, they simultaneous, or did they feed off each other? Or Well, I think Franklin was first, and then I think, uh, you know, I think Edison and Tesla came down the road, and Edison really pioneered the whole concept of, uh, let's see, one of them was, I think Edison was alternating current, AC, electricity, which is uh-huh. what we've got in our houses, and then Tesla wanted direct current. He wanted to use DC current and, because he thought AC was too dangerous, and then there was this big, there literally was this big, like, uh, you know, battle of the businesses where uh, Tesla was trying to get everybody on board, and Edison was trying to get everybody on board with his system, and ended up being that Edison, you know, AC1, that's what we have in our houses now, alternating current, and Tesla yeah. got reduced to uh, batteries, and that's why they make the electric car, and they call it Tesla. Is the original VHS Betamax uh, Oh yeah, yeah, debate. yeah, for sure. It was the uh, it was the, a matter of the popular format isn't necessarily the best format. Yeah, hey, hence the DHS victory over Betamax. <laughs> That's right. You you feel that Betamax is better, and I am not disagreeing with you. I don't really. I think I think the proof is the fact that all the uh, studios, all the all the local TV stations use beta, not VHS. Yeah, that is kind of odd, huh? Yeah, although nobody uses any of that anymore. It's all what? Well, it's all electric now. We've gone back to the electricity. <laughs> Ones and zeros. <laughs> Man, we are all over the map on this. We are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Franklin. <laughs> I should learn more about those guys. Yeah, just, you know, get on the Wikipedia. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Sounds, you know, anyone could write anything about anything. Is it still uh, true? Can can they still do that? I think so. I think it's pretty. <laughs> I think it's pretty reliable, though. I know I go, I refer to it a lot. Yeah, I mean, when you if you have a Mac and you do a spotlight search, that's the first thing that pops up is the yeah. Wikipedia. And I usually go with it. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. I'll, I'll but yeah, it. when it came when it first came around, when it first came on the scene, it was kind of like, kind of like, oh yeah, well, according to Wikipedia, blah 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 blah, and everyone would kind of think like, well, yeah, well, I mean, but that's Wikipedia, so who knows? Yeah, like I don't even know if my kids. Can can cite it for like research papers at school. I, I don't think there's. I still don't think that's allowed. Well, the thing about Wikipedia, I think you're right. It's not a it's not a primary source uh, because and and you know I would say every article I've ever read from Wikipedia is very well cited and there's footnotes yeah. and you know you can go to the primary source. Yeah, that's uh, true. From the article, so if the kid wanted to use it, they could just skip. Skip that and go to the other source. I guess. Well, you you want to know? <laughs> so you want to know uh, a secret? Yeah. Maybe it's not really. a secret. Maybe every kid knows this. 
But when you got to write a research paper and you have to find like four or five sources, yeah, you can usually find one article with four or five sources in it. <laughs> like one research paper article? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so, then you just cite you cite the original sources and don't cite the article, the art, you know, uh, the newspaper article or the magazine article or whatever it is. Man, time has changed. We yeah, I mean, we used to magazine articles anymore, do they? Uh, I don't know. Do magazines still exist? Well, I don't think they're doing very well. They're like digital magazines. Yeah, e-books or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I remember them telling us how to take notes on, like, little note cards and and then the Dewey Decimal System and look it up. You had to get that, like, ruler and put it in between the books when you checked it out. So we had our our set of encyclopedias, you know, that were 15 years old, but yet we still, (laughs) that was our source of all information. Yeah. Well, every house was, you know, any house worth its salt had its own encyclopedia volume. And we had one uh, that is amazing to think about. Everything we ever needed to know is in a a series of books underneath the TV. That's crazy. But it was really, I mean, it was a lot of information, but really now looking back at it, it was very limited. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that we were able to get 10 years, 15 years worth of research papers out of those things. (laughs) And on the same hand, and I don't know, I mean, you know, maybe my maybe my memory is filling in the gaps, but I feel like every time we went to those looking for something, it was there. Well, but yeah. Usually, though, it was like, you know, Alaska. I want to learn about Alaska, or I want to learn about the grizzly bear. Right. Or, you know, it wasn't anything like, well, I don't know, you know, the, the Red Curtain. Or the, uh, no, the Iron Curtain, the Red Scare, one of those. They're all the same, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm going to learn about Marxism and communist Russia or whatever. And it was all in there. But I guess it was the bigger yeah. topics. Yeah, and they were older topics. You know, right. if you if you wanted to learn about VHS and Betamax, you weren't going to find it in there. No. Which not is what's sure. the, current, the current thing of the day, you know what I mean? Right. You weren't going to learn about emojis in your Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> there, there weren't. You know, I wonder, were they in there? Is that, is that, word, is that word new or is that word old? I think it's a new word. I mean, relatively, it's a contemporary word. I mean, but it's like it's it was made up for what we know as emojis. I mean, it wasn't it didn't exist before. In oh, I see. Like it, yeah, like a, like it wasn't a uh, like another word that w- that's always been used to stick on a different meaning. Yeah. No, I think I'm, I I I don't know this, but I feel like the word emoji has only ever meant what it, what we use it for. I think it was made up for that purpose. I, I would guess it was made up for that purpose, but I don't know. I don't know either. Is it short for emoticon? And was that a real word? <laughs> I mean, I mean before before the iPhone or whatever the smartphone. Yeah, or I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Emoticon probably. Well, actually, no. It's got to be. It's a form of emotional icon, right? Icon and emotion. Emoticon. Yeah. It was probably made up when that happened. I can't tell you how badly I wish I had a set of encyclopedias right now. I would go look it up. <laughs> I don't think you have much luck. <laughs> I don't even know if the word icon would be in the encyclopedias. Is it encyclopedias or encyclopedia? Is encyclopedia plural? You know, there's a singular there's a singular form of the word confetti. Confetti is plural. Really? 
Yeah, I think it's con- I think it's confetti or something. It, it, there's a thing that there's like you can have a single <laughs> confetti or something like that. Really? Oh man, I'm gonna get to the bottom of that one. <laughs> Confed, confetta, consent, confetti. I can't remember what the word is, but there is a singular form of that word. Confetti, confet. I don't confet? know. Yeah, that's weird. I, I guess I never th- that I never thought of confetti as being plural, but it makes sense. But yeah, okay, I mean, but, it's it's rare that you will have one confetti. Well, but that's like that's you know, I mean, the very nature of confetti requires that there be multiple pieces. So if there is one, is it actually confetti? Or is it just a little piece of paper? It's a piece of paper. And then when you get (laughs) it together with a whole bunch of its friends, then it suddenly becomes confetti. I mean, confetti is the the grouping of lots of little scraps of paper. So, like, what if I have a bag of confetti and one piece falls off and you're like, excuse me, you dropped a confetti. (laughs) That's the only time you would use that that word. Or you can say, you know, after the party, now everyone's welcome to take a piece of confetti home with them. <laughs> after it's all strewn about the room. Yeah, we got to start using that. Well, but th- but that it's it's like a philosophical question of then when you remove it and it's by itself, is it still confetti? Does I don't make think it noise. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Hmm. Huh. All right, I'm gonna go to work. All right, have fun. All right, talk to you later. See ya. See ya.